Listener Production. Hello and welcome to That's Enough Already with me, Ursula Carlson. And this week on the podcast, I've got Rob Beckett. He is the mouth from the South. He is the working class man. He is the guy for us all. And he is bringing his brand new tour, Wallop. Well, I say brand new. It's been going for five years because we've had that global pandemic in the middle of it. But it is kicking off in Australia in Perth on the 17th of November. He's going to be in New Zealand too. For all the information for his tour, go to bonepresents.com. You'll find it. Google it. Do not get tickets from via GoGo. And in this podcast, we're going to chat about how we have very similar origin stories. And we chat about his podcast, Parenting Hell, because you know we've had that pandemic. We've had the kids. We've gone through hell. And we discuss all of that. And we discover he has a crazy ratio of mouth to ear. Like you don't know when you're going to be there for someone, when they discover something very personal and I was there and you can listen to it. And it was quite the revelation. Poor man dedicates a lot of his time to his face. That's quite enough. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. It shush, please. Yes, I can hear. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. You're in the UK. Where where are you? I am in South East London. First of all, thank you for having me on your podcast. I feel like we look like we're related. Yeah, kind of weirdly do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to the point where this feels like a weird family reunion Zoom rather than a podcast about comedy. Because I read up some stuff on your book and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. we could have had, a, we have a very similar, you don't even know how parallel. Honestly, uh, if you replace the four brothers that you grew up with, with my um, brother and sister who, you know, would sort of equate to four brothers because mine's crazy. Yeah. Then I think it's very similar too. So I think we could be family. Yeah, I think basically to be a comedian, you need to be skin, desperate and have loads of siblings that bully you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the alchemy. Yeah, you need that rise above story. That's why I say people are being too nice to their kids. Like, what are, what are our kids? I know. Like, now, our, my kids are being raised in this fucking utopia where they just have I know. everything. I'm like, what are, what's going to be their rise above thing? What's going to make them go, I don't want to go yeah. back to that? Because they want to go back to that. It's got to be hoverboards, isn't it? It's got to be their kids going to have hoverboards. <laughs> Yeah. Hoverboards have got to happen. I was born in '86 when Back to the Future was out with hoverboards, and it weren't a prop, weren't happening. Yeah. So at some point, hoverboards has got to happen, isn't it? It has to. Although I've seen a few, like if you go uh, into like the party district, like downtown, um, you know, three o'clock on a Saturday morning, and people have been drinking yeah. in there on those little electric scooters. You can see some of them hover yeah. around because they they take yeah. air. So. True. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Yeah, I reckon. Hey, um, so. Just off the back of, you know, going through COVID and all the lockdowns and all this shit, and you have done so much during lockdown. I did a podcast with Josh, Parents in Hell, and then wrote a book. And then when COVID sort of stopped, I went back out on tour and and did all the rescheduled dates of this Wallop show that I'm now yeah. taking yeah. to Australia and New Zealand to finish it up. But this Wallop tour has been going on for about five years because <laughs> I started writing it years ago, yeah. did a couple of years of it, was supposed to be finishing up. Then COVID hit, then I did some more of it. And then I'm really looking forward to it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to feel like a real sort of celebration and holiday when I yeah. come to Australia and New Zealand that it's the last few gigs and I can just enjoy it and then it's done. Yeah, but you're coming at the end of the year. So I don't, have you been in Australia in November? November, December? Uh, yeah, I have actually, because I used to come out, I've, I've, it's weird, I've got a weird relationship with Australia where I, I came and did Adelaide yeah. 
And I've also been over before to see family because I've got family in Sydney. And I, you know, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. It's a big UK show. They filmed that up in Coolangatta, up in um, near near Brisbane, yeah. up that way in uh, oh, wow. Queensland. So wait, you film you film yours in Australia. Australia films yeah. theirs in South Africa. Yes, they do. Yeah, so I was out there, and I basically because we work nights because yeah. the live show goes out. You know, it, they record it at six a.m. Australia time, and it's on like nine nine p.m. in the UK. That I would work through the night, so I used to spend. Three years in a row, I spent four weeks in Coolangatta, sleeping all day and then working in what they called the jungle, which is basically the first bit of trees you see. Yeah, someone's backyard. (laughs) Basically, you drive from the coast, the first row of trees. Yeah. It's the jungle. Yeah. Gary's house is right through there. We've got to shoot it. Yeah. So you don't yeah, pick exactly. it up. And all the Aussie crew, yeah. all the Aussie crew, and we're all the British guys are scared yeah. and going, oh my God. And oh, you fucking soft cock. I've never heard soft cock be used. What a term, soft cock. Is. I know, but what? You're how soft descriptive. Cock. You know exactly where you are when someone goes, you fucking soft cock. Like, you fucking soft cock. Yeah. yeah but that's sort of like older, sort of alpha male, 50 year old, 40 year old bloke, or 50 year old bloke. So I imagine that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was great. So I spent a lot of time in Australia, but never really gigged apart from Adelaide. Yeah. Well, Can't wait. Well, I'm telling you, you're in for a bit of a treat in November. I mean, I'm a much bigger unit too, so I uh, I tend <laughs> not to tour Australia in November. I mean, to put it in perspective, I'm going to to the UK and Ireland in February. Just so it's nice. Yeah, and that's cool. a that's a tough shift. Yeah, yeah. No, know. that is a, that's going to be hard. That's cold. <laughs> well, I think though, that I, I would always rather be cold than hot because yeah. you can always get another jumper. Yeah. You can't you can't take off another extra layer of skin until no. you're naked. Because it's got something on you. No, and I've started it, wearing vests and I haven't oh, got the body for it, but it's the only way I can cope. Yeah, but but see, that's the thing. It's like in winter, everything you do makes you feel better. Right? It's like when you're in a healthy yeah. relationship or you've got a good friendship and everything you do is an add-on to it. It makes you feel better. You're cold, have a cocoa or a cup of tea, immediately feel better. You know, or you're a bit cold, just put a jumper on or get an extra blanket for the bed. But in summer, when you're hot, you drink a cold drink, now you're just sticky. You drink, you know, everything yeah. just makes you feel like, Ugh. Yeah. In oh. G- have you ever been to Dubai? In June, I went to Dubai in June because the flights were cheap. I thought I got a bargain, but it's just because it's too hot. It was 45 degrees. 45. Yeah. I've slow cooked pork on 45. Yeah. That, that was what the outside temperature was. Yeah. 45. It's too much. You have that weird thing where you go, because everything is so air conditioned, right? So then you're inside yeah. the hotel and you go. It's Glasses so- steam up when you walk out. Yeah. Have you had that? But that, that'll happen to you in Ireland and the UK in February, but the the reverse. You'll be so cold, when you go into a pub, they'll steam up. Oh. No, but that's worse because when you leave a venue yeah. that's air-conditioned and it's hot, you're just in the street with your pathetic little fogged-up glasses. Yeah. But if you go into a... If, you walk, if you're arriving in a venue, like a pub, yeah. and you walk in, the first things that happen is your glasses fog up. It really puts you on the back foot. No <laughs> one's looked sexy or cool. But James Bond, they'd have to reshoot it. If he walked in with glass and it all got fogged up, it really is humiliating. You're a dude of a certain age. Let me put it to you this way. As yeah. a woman who's nearly 50, if I walk out in that kind of Dubai heat where you go, you know, you have that split second where your body goes, because you, your body is still at the climate of the aircon, and you go, this isn't that bad. Yeah. And then it hits you and you're like, oh, Christ, I'm not going to make it. 
this is too hot. <laughs> but then even if you go back in, your body goes, did you want me to hot flush all day? Because I'm ready. And and then. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's an extra, that's an extra level. Yeah. Of an issue that I can't really comment on. I mean, I've been near that kind of thing when I used to live at home with my mum when she was having difficulties with the temperature levels. And (laughs) it it just, every window and door was open. She sat there in a sarong. The the wind's whipping through. (laughs) Doors are slamming. She's shouting at us. Everyone just left the house at the end. I think you just leave her. You know, like Demi Moore. What's that film? It's St. Elmo's Fire when she sat on the floor and all the wind and and all the curtains are going. That's what it was like my mum trying to cool down when she was having her change yeah. as it, well, <laughs> as that, it were. That's a perfect way to get your five sons to leave the fucking house. You're like, I need to yeah. get these kids out of the house. I don't want these boys to live with me forever. And then God <laughs> comes and gives a menopause and goes, sort it. Don't worry. <laughs> They're yeah. going to be out in no time. Yeah, that was, a, that was a tough few years, that was. Yeah. So what kind of temperature am I looking at in November? What, what, what are we looking at temperature-wise? Uh, in the 30s, I reckon. But then it'll just right. spike. November, December, you think you're all safe. Oh, it's 45 degrees. You're in Dubai. No, God. Okay. It's so oh, I'm hot. panicking now. I, I'm forgetting it, yeah, because you, you have it the other way around, don't you? Yeah. Because your Father Christmas always looks too hot. I know. He? I always feel bad. Whenever I was, I was in Australia, it's so stupid. <laughs> like, why has he got all that gear? You'd think he'd have a, like a summer outfit for the yeah. Southern Equator. Do you know what I mean? He's not really helping his calls, yeah. is it? That he still wears the same clothes. He needs. He does need another look, I think. Do you know what I mean? Maybe like a singlet or something just to... Yeah. Because if he can travel around that quick, surely he's got another outfit. It, when I fly to Australia, I'll take a, a, an outfit for the second leg. Yeah, you have to. Do you know what I mean? Surely Father Christmas can do it. Yeah. I mean, pair of red shorts and a white singlet. We get it. You still have the it white... It'd look beard. great, wouldn't it? I, yeah. I think they need, to re, they need to sort out the marketing of Australian Santa. Yeah. Or maybe we should come up with it. Maybe this is our thing. Now I think it's the time for us to design an outfit. What, what about... It's got to be shorts, isn't it? Yeah. But it needs to be sort of quite a... But I think he could wear like a sort of loose short, like red short with a white around the bottom. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like a, a light ostrich feather. Yeah. Yeah, like there's something like that. Yeah. And then I think he could be wearing, I'd say, Crocs. I think we're going to have to look at like Birkenstock. What I'm saying is, though, he, he can't just have a slip on. Uh, he needs to have something around the ankle. Yeah, yeah. Around, around the hill. Yeah. Strapping it in like a Croc. And then I think a vest is probably your best option. And then what about hat? Maybe one of those for the golf, you know, that's just around the outside and open at the top. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, so his head can And then breathe. he could do like big red cheeks, but then white sun cream on it. Yeah, like, like a cricketer. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be a much better, yeah, much right. better shout for him. I'm just jotting it down as we speak. Yeah, yeah, it, you do that and yeah. then we'll just go 50-50 on the intellectual property of it yeah. all, yeah? So what have you done? Like what, what is all the shit that you got up to? You know, because you, you started the podcast, the um, Parenting Hell, is it? Yeah, that's and the one. 25 million downloads. It just shows how people are... Going through hell with parenting. <laughs> well, I think. Well, we, me and Josh only started it because we were struggling and thought if we moan about it, we'll feel better. And we felt better when we heard our friends moaning about it. It used to be called lockdown parenting hell because we just did it for lockdown yeah. because obviously the kids were at home the whole time. And then we just carried it on. We we chat on a Tuesday, me and him, about what we've been up to, and then uh, we have a guest on on Fridays. And people people still love it. And I think I just think. It's so hard parenting. It's so stressful. It's just quite nice to hear normal people talking no. about it. Some days are magical, but most days are just awful. 
and you just yeah. all hate each other and go to bed and wake and then go to bed hoping when you wake up you like each other again. That's, yeah. that's how <laughs> my family works anyway. You kind of have that moment where you're like, am I the only one? I remember when my daughter was three, yeah. I Googled, why is my three-year-old and it auto-completed to a fucking asshole. And I I have never felt more seen. I didn't even need to Google anymore. Yeah. I didn't need to read the article. Just the- well, I think people feel quite alone and a bit alienated at the moment. Like everything's a bit mental. Everyone's had to work from home and you're not really in the office. Everyone's sort of searching for their identity a little bit. And I think you're never more alone than when you're got the ba- in the baby stage or with the kids where you're up in the middle of the night. You, nothing feels more alone than 2am to 4am when you're trying to get a baby to sleep and stuff like that. But then if you can put on a podcast and it's other people going, oh, I was up last night. You think, oh, thank God, it's not just me. What we get is loads of old people that have had kids and maybe even got grandkids now that listen just to laugh at us because they remember <laughs> how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's your parents spreading the word going, yeah. listen to this twat, thinking he's had a tough <laughs> with his two I mean, children. <laughs> I've got a four-year-old and a six-year-old, which I think is quite an easy yeah. point, to be fair. It gets a bit worse. And Josh has got a one-year-old and a four-year-old. And we keep going, well, look at easier. We'll look at easier. And everyone just keeps emailing going, it doesn't. No. So it's they're just listening, waiting for us to realise that. I I'm think. actually at the awful stage now when we're in the car and I'm driving and I can hear them talk and I answer, my son will go, we're not talking to you. <gasps> Oh, is that good or bad? It's bad. It really hits you. Yeah. You're like, but I've got information that can help you. Oh. But they don't want me in their chit chat. No. Or they go, Dad, 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 Dad. When they're at my their age at now, three, four. Dad, Dad, Dad. Yeah. But then like you just oh, just leave me alone. But when they do leave you alone, that's yeah. worse, isn't it? I know, because during oh, it's lockdown, all bad. All d- Every I know it doesn't because my sister and my brother's got teenagers and now they sort of yeah. a, they do want stuff from them and they do want but they don't want them around. I think we're in the sweet spot, unfortunately. Yeah. And we've had it really bad, then it gets really bad. Yeah. 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 Then, no, it, it's bad, then it gets shit. Because they go to teenagers yeah. and start going out. Yeah. It's really bad, then it gets manageable, yeah. then it gets shit. And then you never see them until they have their own kids. And you constantly worry at all times. Yes. Yeah. I don't think the worry leaves you at all. Oh, God, this is you're stressing me out here. I'm, I, I, know. I, thought, I thought I was on Easy Street, but no, it's going to get worse. It started it? happening like in the second year of our lockdowns when I could see them outside playing and no one was calling me. And then I would pop my head out the window and go, do you guys need anything? And my son would go, no. He's a very opinionated little shit. And he goes, no. And I go, do you want me to bring you snacks? And, and my daughter goes, we'll call you if we need you. And I, (laughs) a part of me died. I was like, oh, they don't want me. You're like the intern. Yeah, yeah. You're like an intern that's got nothing to do, just keeps knocking (laughs) on the boss's door. Yeah, help me. Go away. (laughs) Piss off. No, if I want you, I'll call you. Fuck off. (laughs) Go sit in the mail room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Help me. (laughs) Make yourself busy. Yeah. (laughs) Go wash my car if you need to. No, I mean, now <laughs> we're lucky because our kids, I reckon you've got another few years so we can still bribe them with yeah. like a cupcake or, you know, and then after that it becomes money. They only want money. They don't give a if, shit about is it. Well, she wants a phone. She's six and she wants a phone. But I've said eight is the old, the youngest. You yeah. can have a phone at eight oh, yeah. or six. It's madness. Yeah, I just got my nine-year-old a phone, although we're still in there because I keep going, it's my old iPhone. I go, we just have to have it serviced. So then I take it in, make, go through this whole thing. She's 
she's with me. I've bought her the SIM card and then I've taken it into the phone shop. Um, and then, but I haven't gone and picked it up. So I just keep going, they're still working on it. So I'm trying to stretch it out to get to nine and a half. There will be people in this world that have kids that are more intelligent than them, you yeah. know, that are the same. But there will be people that are looking at their kids now and definitely going, they are thick. Yeah. I'm not super intelligent, but they are thick as shit. My hope is that you're a good person. Yeah. <laughs> you've helped them, but you've helped them with their homework. Yeah. You've got them books, you've bought them, but you've taken them to museums, all that. And then they're thick as shit. <laughs> and you're just looking at them. Well, and it's just he's in the corner licking a bit of Pritt stick or something, a little bit of glue. Why are you doing that? That's not. You know, uh, at some point, someone has to give birth to the next leader of the UK. So you know, it's not all bad. <laughs> well, <he's, laughs> you know, well, you know. just had that Pritt liquor that left. <laughs> oh my God, he is absolutely insane. And but what he does, Boris, is he'll do fifteen different things as a distraction. Yeah. So like you know. You can't, you, you know, you, you know, you, you could go and like knock over a vase and smash it. And you turn around to tell him off, and he's having a shit on the floor. And you're like, hold up, what am I telling him off for? <laughs> That's exactly. He's like and a then, Jack and then Russell. You, go, you just start get... shit, and then it'll be, be sick, sick on the table. What he's done that? Oh, what? Oh, just get out. I'll sort it out. You know what I mean? He's, get he's get like, out. He's like a Jack Russell that didn't get enough oxygen at birth. You're like something is not right here. But over here too, we've got because we've got Labor governments in both Australia and New Zealand. Um, but because of the pandemic, it's almost like <clears throat> this is definitely those thick kids that have grown up that is now protesting. Even yesterday we had this massive protest in New Zealand where they were protesting the mandates in, you know, the country. It's well, like, that's uh, the thing. I mean, it's because uh, I think tourists are tourists heading back there now. Have tourists been coming? Yeah, yeah it's completely um, open yeah. now. The, the, my only issue now is the mask on the plane does my head in. When you've been sat next to everyone on the plane yeah. in the airport, Waiting to get on the plane, so yeah. you're all you're all queued up together. You've all been squashed through security, and then you get on the plane, and you've got to wear a mask for twelve hours. I'm like, yeah. I had that man's face in my face for twenty five minutes trying to queue up to do security, and then when they wait, when you fall asleep and they wake you up because it's slipped down your nose, you're yeah. like, come on, mate, yeah. it's not March 2020. Give me a break. Come like obviously, I, mean? I take it off when I eat or drink or whatever, but I'm going to put it back on because yeah. the amount of times someone is snotting or slurping or sneezing or you know farting around you and just yeah. the fact that I haven't smelled Lynx Africa in two and a half years is an absolute <laughs> blessing. Fair enough. I'm like, I'm keeping it on. I love it. I love not smelling body odor as I go through security. I uh, do you know what it is? I've I've got quite a big face, right? Yeah. It's quite lo- like it's quite long from oh, the yeah. ear to the mouth. I just I think the people that hate the mask the ones are just too tight. Yeah. Yeah. Too, I think people, I think they should do a measurement from the ear to mouth. Yeah, look, mine's miles. Look. No, that is long. You've got a very long ear to mouth ratio. It's that really, is. The, my ears are, yeah. Well done. That's I've, a lot yeah, of ear. Wow, I've just discovered that. That's yeah. a lot of cheek, isn't it? I'm, I'm glad I'm here for it. Well, yeah, I've got to work it out why I, don't, why I don't like a mask. You should have a sponsorship for a shaver or something. like. That's a lot of face, isn't it? I didn't realise how much face I had. Holy fuck, your arm would be, you'd be buff as shit for shaving that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where's dad? He's shaving. He'll be back in four hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's going for a shave, shaving his massive horse face. <laughs> I should have got a horse nose bag. That would have been better. I yeah. can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, the muzzle. What's that muzzle? That they- yeah. The nose bag. Fill it with some oats and let the, let the horse go. 
How horrible is that? I'd hate that. Imagine if someone put a bowl of cereal in a mask around your head and you're like fucking choking through it. I don't... Those poor horses. I'm not hating it. <laughs> Do you know what? It depends what it is, isn't it? Footlong hot dog. Just work your way yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, honestly... If it's special cake, yeah, I'm not putting a hot dog in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you need something to push it up. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's the issue. It's when you get down the bag. It depends how, yeah, it depends well, how thick the bag is. Well, you can always throw it up with your, you know, you've got, you've got to have the head mover. I just think it's degrading. I think, you know, I haven't got hooves. I've got hands. Just, you know, yeah. go no, for I it. Don't, I don't mind the feed bag, but when you get to mm. Australia, because they have the horses with the carts in the street, they put the shit bag over their butts. So when they walk, they yep. shit into this bag. I think that's worse. Like the beauty of no, going- I'd rather, No, I agree with that. I hate, it's really annoys me about I used to live in Lewisham, near Lewisham Police Station, right? Yeah. And they used to have loads of police horses because it was near Millwall Football Club. So they had them there because they always used to go down there to stop fights. Yeah. So, but the horses used to be walked for exercise down yeah. my road and would do the biggest horse shits in the middle of the road almost like every other day, okay? Yeah. Why is that allowed? Yeah. Why can a horse shit in the middle of a road? It's, if, if anything, it's the worst animal to do it. There's so much stuff. Yeah. You can't do it. A human can't shit there. A yeah. dog can't shit there. And people go, it's only because they eat hay and grass. If I just ate hay and grass for two weeks yeah. and had a shit on the floor outside a police station, I'd be yeah, arrested. if we have to pick up our dog shit, the cops have to walk yeah. around with like a black bag and pick up their, their horse shit. Yeah. I don't see how they get away with it. I don't think horses, horses should be in towns. Like, get those, get those coppers on bikes. Well, in England, there was a football hooligan, um, or like, it wasn't even a football hooligan, it was an idiot at the football, that when the police were trying to stop him from fighting, he ran up and punched the horse in the face. He tried to knock out a horse. In <laughs> Melbourne, when they had the protests, you know, the anti-mandate protests, all these tradies yeah. were out, and this guy went up and punched the horse in the face. I'm like, have you seen how muscular horses? Like, that horse wouldn't have felt it. It's like pinching a Kardashian's ass. I, I don't respect the man hurting an animal. Yeah. That shouldn't happen, yeah. and he's wrong. Yeah. However, you've got to respect the ambition in him. <laughs> the man had a dream. Yeah. That man said, I'm going to knock that fucking horse out. Yeah. And he ran up to an horse yeah. and clocked him. And part of him was going, imagine if I drop him. Yeah. Imagine if I drop. Imagine if you punched a horse in the face and dropped it. I'm not saying you should. It'd be terrible. No, it Horses was. are lovely animals. Yeah. But imagine the power of just right hooking an horse and it's yeah. going bang, down, yeah. KO'd, 10 count. I respect yeah. the ambition. No, totally. Someone did a line of coke at, in the Euros in, over here in London, did a line of coke like in full view and then stuck a flare up his ass and lit it. Amazing. <laughs> Have you not seen that guy? <laughs> I'm going to go Google that as soon as we're all This is the headline. Yob put flare up bum drank 20 ciders, snorted Coke, and then stormed Wembley for England versus Italy Euro what final. What a day. What a day. Imagine- what a day he had. <laughs> Imagine your day. How was your day? Oh, had to vacuum the kids' rooms and then sort out some of the clothes. <laughs> and did, then- you, did, you, did you watch the football last weekend? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> where, where were you? I went to the game. What did you do? I just had a couple of drinks. How many? 20. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, don't line a Coke. Okay. Stick anything up your ass? Yeah, just a lip flare. Far Say around. what you like about him. You always know where he is. <laughs> yeah. You're never losing. Where is he? Where's the red smoke? Follow the smoke. That's the kind of guy you want on a boat. 
go, who's brave yeah. enough to shoot the flare? Not only am I brave enough, I'm going to pull it with my dick. Yeah. <laughs> he would have sorted out the Somali pirates on Captain Phillips, wouldn't he? We're going to torture him. We're going to force 20 drinks down his throat. Yeah, like, We're going to yeah. make him do drugs. <laughs> going to shove a flare up his ass. He's like, brilliant, what, Sunday? <laughs> yeah. Every week? What are we doing tomorrow, though? <laughs> All right, Rob, let me ask you, what is something about other people that shits you to absolute death? Do you know what I find quite annoying is that sort of self-importance of, well, you know, you know me. You know what mm. I'm like. You know when people say that, well, yeah. you know, classic me. As if yeah. I, you're not, you know, what do you mean classic? You know, yeah. No one really knows or cares who you are. Yeah. Oh, classic me. So, I, you know, you know what I'm like. Or, no, or, no, or the no same as when people go, you. well, I am Sagittarius. So, yeah. I'd, I'd rather they just go, do you know what? The thing is with that, the reason I did that is because I'm a bit of a prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about me is, you know me, I'm yeah. a bit of a prick. <laughs> so, yeah, I forgot your birthday and I slept with your sister, but mm, that is who prick. I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what I'm like. <laughs> so, yeah. It's on and you, really. Yeah. I've told I mean- you what I am. <laughs> this is me. Yeah. This is me. That's right. Um, <laughs> All right, what is the one thing about you that shits you to death? Uh, what annoys me is my impatience and my eagerness to say something, which is sort of a skill in what I do as a comedian, but I don't just sit and let things happen. I'm like, I can do that, I can sort that. And it's a good thing sometimes because I can get things sorted and I'm proactive, I'm not lazy, I get things done, but sometimes it's sort of to my own detriment and also I can ruin it because I'm, overthinking it and we're actually letting it rest and letting it sit is a much better option. But my whole nature is like relentless, nonstop talking and doing something. But actually it's it's best just to leave it a bit of space. Yeah. Uh, But I think there's... also I do wank in public. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) I've been wanking on the bus and I wank on the bus. I mean, it's not your fault because there's so many hot people on the bus. And it was delayed. You know what yeah. I'm like. You know me. I'm busy. I've got time for that. I mean, it was either I'm do a bit that. of a prick and it was a bit of a prick. Let's all calm down. I'm nearly at my stop. God, these fucking people. I've got a mask on. You're not happy. Yeah, you should wear a mask on your dick so it doesn't spit on anyone. Then I've no got a mask on the end of my cock. Can we all just calm down, please? Fucking hell. Live and let live. It's the new normal. The real question is, why aren't you all wanking? And that'll yeah? be the short for this podcast. Sure, it's a school bus. Grow up. I can, gotta learn at some point. I can drive with one hand. Yeah. I identify as non pervert so there you go. Yeah. I identify as not a pedo. Okay. Yeah. So that's all, I'm not, it's all calm down. You're forcing these kids to watch. This is their choice. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of windows they could be looking out of, okay? Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner. The supervising producer was Nick McClure, and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Big Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you, girls. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister, don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know, but definitely share it with a friend.